Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So we're still on our theme that we started last week, which was about hearing the voice of God, how to hear the voice of God, how to be led by his spirit. And um, I shared a number of things last week. We went all, I shared all sorts of things. Uh, but I think the, the main thrust of my message last week was about intimacy with God. To be able to hear the voice of God, to be led by God, we need to be close to God. You've got to get close to him. You've got to make room for him. You've got to get intimate with him. Worship, word, prayer, just closeness to him is going to allow you to be able to hear his voice clear. And I gave you some tips and pointers and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm going to speak a bit more about that this morning. One, one bit of scripture I just want to read before we, well, just as the first bit, uh, comes from, it carries on in the story that we were just talking about with Hannah and Samuel. So many of you know this story, but I'm just going to read a chunk of it and it will, it will be self-explanatory. So Hannah gave her child over to the Lord and he went to, he went to live with uh, the priest called Eli. And it says this, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. So that's the physical lamp in in the temple where they were. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And then the Lord began to give Samuel a prophetic word. I think it was all about Eli's family, but the Lord began to speak. And it was like, that was the beginning of um, Eli's kind of relationship with God as a prophet. He was so young as well. He He was very young, but that was the beginning of him having this relationship with God where he could, he heard the voice of God and he knew it was God's voice and then he went and did and released what God said to him to release. So he would often get words from God and then he would speak them out as prophetic words over the nation or to whoever and in however. And we know that Samuel was part of raising up King David and releasing him and anointing him and had a massive part to play in the, the purposes of God. Now, what I like about that story is, I mean, first of all, Eli must have known the voice of God. Eli had a, must have had a relationship with God. So Eli's the priest. 
So in the story, Samuel thinks Eli's calling him the priest, but actually it's God calling him. Eli had a relationship with God and he knew the voice of God. He knew how God came to him before. And so he knew and told Samuel, do you know what? It's God's voice. God's calling you. Go and lie down. When he calls, just say, uh, what does it say here? Speak for your servant is listening. So Eli trained him up in how to hear the voice of God. And he encouraged him in how to hear God's voice. And so Samuel did that. And it's and that's, I guess, what, what we're doing with these messages, and we'll have another one next week, is we're helping you to discern what is God's voice and when he's calling and when he's speaking and then what he's asking you to do and to do it. I love that, speak for your sermon. That's a great way when we feel like we're hearing something from God. That's a great way to respond to God. Lord, speak, your servant is listening. I'm here to listen, to do what you're asking me to do. And as I said before, God continued to speak to Samuel and there's miracles, signs, wonders, all sorts of things going on in Samuel's life. But when it talks here about the word of the Lord, or it talks about the Lord coming to Samuel, there's a bit there that actually says the word of the Lord came to Samuel. And it's almost like God came to him, and it, and it says there that God stood by him. It's like the word of the Lord. So we know Jesus is the, is, the, is the word. Jesus is the word. And it was like the word of the Lord came to him. So Jesus, you could say, or God came to Samuel. And from that point onwards, the word of the Lord was with him. So the embodiment of God's word or how God speaks came to be with Samuel and to remain in his life. And just a quick testimony of, of how I, my bit, bit of my journey in hearing God's voice was, I said last week, one of the first steps in hearing God's voice is to desire to hear God's voice in the first place. We want to desire to hear his voice, hear his leading, be led by him. And that's the first step. It's like, Lord, I, I want, I remember I, I told the story where I, I said, like, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. And then I heard the audible voice of God, the loud voice of God, which shocked me. And that was like a bit crazy. But um, I began to hear the still small voice of God, which is in there. And that's like, that's the word of the Lord. It's God in his word. God in his, he's in the embodiment of his voice lives inside of us. If you're, and, I, and I read some scriptures out last week about the Holy Spirit being in us as the word of God. So part of my journey was as years went on after that experience I had with God, um, I just desired more and more to hear his voice. And I wanted to hear his voice in a com like a conversation, like a conversation where you speak to Jesus, Jesus speaks to you. you, you hear his spirit, his spirit speaks to you. And it's just like a conversation, a two-way conversation. And I desired that and desired that and desired that. And I'd hear little bits of God and I'd be like, God, I want to hear more from you. I want to, I want to hear what you've got to say about all sorts of things. And um, as time went on, I began to hear God more and more and more. And there was a, a specific moment like Samuel had here where I'd say the word of the Lord came to me. And this was a moment when I, was at, I went to Bible college at Roffey Place in Horsham. And, um, and I used to work for Kingdom Faith. So our church, I used to work for them um, as in like our serving kind of time when we were at Bible college. 
and I used to do graphic design for them. And on, from where we were staying to the place where you had to do graphic design was like you had to kind of walk up this lane and go to this building called Unit 5 and then walk back. And on my journeys walking to this building there and back, I just, there was one moment in particular where I just felt the Lord begin to speak to me, like in a conversational way. And just something like, hi, Rohan. What are you doing today? How are you doing today? Kind of just like that conversation, that one-to-one backwards and forwards conversation. And I was walking to this Unit 5 place and walking back. And, and every time I'd walk there and back, I would just have these conversations with God. And it would be God just speaking to me and speaking to me and speaking to me. And it was the beginning of something that I've kind of, it's grown and grown and grown since then. And to the point now where I'm able to hear God speak to me in that kind of conversational way. And I've got loads more growing to do in that. And, you know, there's loads more you, you, you hear God deter- based on how much faith you have to hear the things of God. And, you know, I can always increase in that, you know. But I'm, it's, this is not about me this morning, you know, showing off or anything like that. But what I want to say to you is you can have that same experience too. It's, it starts with desire. It starts with faith. It starts with uh, a, a, a desire to want to hear him. That's, that's the beginning point, as I said last week. If you want to have a conversation with Jesus, hearing him speak to you, you can. It's just about building faith and growing in that. Um, so I went on from there. But one of the helpful, one, one thing I do find and I, it, what ha- that helped me to really train my ear to hear his voice was just walking out in silence, in nature, just going for walks and just being quiet. You need a bit of quiet to be able to just train your ear to hear. You need some silence. I mean... It's, it's difficult with babies and children and, and, you know, I've still got young children at home and they come down, they're loud, they're banging around, they're playing, all of that. But sometimes you've got to get aside, you've got to get to that secret place, you've got to get a moment with him where you just, there's that silence where you can just tune into him. Just, I encourage you, go for walks in, na- na- you know, around nature, just with being in his creation, you know, just getting into a quiet place with him, it just helps you to begin to hear his voice. Now, I'm going to, I'm probably going to run out of time now, but I'm just going to go through a number of ways that we can hear God. And I'll just, I'll just flick through the list and I'll give you a few examples. So different ways, ways we can hear God is through other people, um, through dreams, visions, pictures that God gives us, through the word of God, the Bible, um, through teaching, preaching, uh, worship even, um, the circumstances of our lives, we can, God can be speaking to us through those. We can discern things, we get feelings, you know, like a good feeling about something, a bad feeling about something, uh, which we call like a witness of the spirit. That can be God speaking to us as well. Pretty much, God can speak to us through pretty much anything and everything. God can speak to us. Um, but again, it's are we listening? Are we tuned in? Are we available? Are we, are we wanting to hear God speak to us? Now, some of the clear ways that God speaks to us is through people. When people give you a word, like a prophetic word or something like that, and, and someone will give you a direct word and say, this is what I believe God is saying to you right now. And... Um, 
just a, a few quick testimonies of that in my life. Um, one I think I've shared before. Uh, there was a lady uh, when I was in Bible college, um, and I don't know, we were in some sort of meeting, and she, she basically came up to me and she said, I just see you standing in front of hundreds of young people preaching to young people, and God's going to use you to do great things with young people, etc., etc." And she, she gave me a long, a, a, a prophetic word. And at that time, I was just a student in Bible college. I think we were doing a tiny bit of youth, youth work. I don't even know if we were doing much youth work then. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a cool prophetic word. And... But there was no, she had no idea anything like that could ever happen. I had no idea anything like that could ever happen. I don't think she really did anyway either, but she just gave me what God gave to her. And um, a number of years later, we, we were at faith camp. We did, Anna and I were part of the youth team in faith camp. And we were doing the move, which is a big kind of youth event, uh, the camp we used to do. And there would be hundreds of young people there. And I, I happened to get, I was happened to lead meetings and did a little bit of talking and preaching and leading through things. So I was on the stage and I, there was hundreds of young people out there and I was speaking to young people and I was bringing the word of God to young people and I was leading them in worship and stuff like that. And um, she had no idea that was going to happen. And, but it's words like that, you get prophetic words where someone just hears something from God, gives it to you and comes to pass so that came to pass and I've had many many prophetic words over the years from all sorts of different people and that's one way you can really hear God one specific prophetic word which I'm going to read to you is something that um, somebody gave to me and it's actually such a a key word for my life that God often when I'm speaking to God, he often references this word to me and reminds me of this word. And I've had other words as well. But this is from, um, this was given to me probably, oh, it must be about eight years ago when Anna and I were still doing the youth before we took over the, the congregation here. And this came from, from Rachel back there, sat there. And she said to me there, she said, God showed me Moses um, and she, she texted me this. She said, God showed me Moses, how he obeyed God and went to Mount Sinai. And as a result, he met with God and was overcome with his presence. Moses worshipped and prayed so passionately and was in awe of, of his God that when he came down the mountain, his face was glowing with the glory of God. And everything about him was different because he had, an encou- he had encountered God. On Tuesday, God gave me this and I saw you and you looked like Moses and I could feel the weighty presence of God over you. And like Moses, he didn't know his face was glowing like that, but everyone else saw it. You don't know when people can see that you're different, um, but because you've been spending time with God, they pick it up and they pick up what spiritual realm you've been in. But people, um, people will see that in you that you're glowing like Moses. And God said to invite a spirit like Moses had into yourself. So this is Rachel saying to me, invite the spirit like Moses had into yourself and pray and worship like Moses did. When you go out, there is demonic powers everywhere that you can't see, but because of how much of God you have and how strong God's presence is surrounding you, the demonic forces are getting stirred up and have to flee because of how strong the presence of God is in you. And, and then she said, she gave me this scripture. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. 
And she said, he's, he's saying, don't worry, I've got your back. Do what I've called you to do and I'll do the rest. Don't rely on yourself. And when it says all the families on earth will be blessed through you, this means the parents will be blessed through what you're doing with their children and you will automatically be a blessing. And the parents, uh, you, you'll automatically be a blessing, the parents first by loving their children. And that is a, God, before she gave that to me, God spoke words like that to me. And that was a confirmation. And all through my life, God reminds me that I'm, my, one of my, my calling in life is to be someone who releases the glory of God, a child of his glory. And he reminds me of that. And I share that word for you because that also is a word for, other, for us, other, for other people here as well. It's not just for me. That might be very, something very specific spoken over my life, but actually we're all called to meet with God. We're all called to press into God, worship God, go up the mountain and then release the spirit of God, wherever we are, wherever we're in our workplace, at home, with family members, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. And that's a, it's a word. And she has a gifting on her life. And I think she needs to give more words like that to more people. She really does hear God. Yeah, you can give her a round of applause. But when you get a word like that, it's, it's, that's a, it's a life-changing word. That, that word is on my phone. Well, it's saved onto the, it's on the, on the internet cloud somewhere. And I, I, I read it every now and again. Sometimes the Lord says, go back and read that word that Rachel gave you. Are you doing what I've called you to do? So he'll use that word to speak into my life. And I'm sure many of you have had prophetic words and things like that. And we, we maybe need to give more of them out. We need to get used to this. People here that really clearly hear God. There's some very prophetic people here. Um, and in fact, next, next week, um, I've asked someone that some of you may know, some of you don't know. She's not from our congregation. She's going to be speaking to us, actually. She's going to bring the word next week. So we've got a special guest speaker. I'm going to keep it um, hidden, and you'll, you'll find out when she comes. But um, people really hear God and release prophetic things, and they have, massive, they have a big impact on our lives. Um, I'll go through a few other testimonies. Um, there was, I was in a prayer meeting a few months ago, and Grace was, Grace back there was praying for me. When we were in the prayer meeting, she started praying for me. And um, she was just feeling that the enemy was trying to take me out. And she was praying against that. And she was praying for me. And um, she, she was obviously hearing from God, receiving something from God's spirit. And she said to me, the enemy's trying to take you out. I'm going to pray that God protects you, that nothing bad happens to you. And um, she didn't know, she had no idea because I didn't tell anyone. I don't even think one of them I didn't even tell Anna. But that week, during that week, I had two near car accident, near misses in my car where people pulled out across me. One was on come the big roundabout and K2 coming down the dual carriageway, was just about to come down the dual carriageway. And someone cut across my lane from the left-hand side to cut across to go that way. And I was going straight and they literally cut and I had to swerve and brake and... It was that close. And there was another one on a Sunday morning. I was driving to church and, and the roads were really quiet and I assumed the person just didn't realise anyone else was on the road. They came up to their junction. They just come straight out of their junction. I was going straight. I had to literally swerve again and brake and they finally braked at the last second and it was, it was close. And I had a sense that I was like, this, this is no coincidence. This is, I'm having a couple of these in one week when I've rarely, uh, they just don't happen. 
and she prayed for me. And, and, and again, that's, a, it's, that's her relationship with God. She's, she can hear the things of God and she shared other things and she really does hear God. Um, but again, she was speaking into my life, praying for me actually, covering me. Where, and we need that. We need people to hear f- from God for us. Another testimony I'm going to share was a couple of weeks ago, I was, um, this is someone else spoke to me from God. I was, um, just before, before church in the morning, I was just praying with God and I was kind of having, I wasn't having a, a moan at God, but I was kind of just saying, you know, being a pastor can be hard sometimes and um, poor me. And, uh, you know, it could be difficult, it could be challenging, and sometimes, you know, it can sometimes be a thankless task, because I do, a lot of what I do is behind the scenes, people don't see it, and, and, you know, but I'm not saying you don't thank me, many people do thank me, and don't all come up and thank me after to make me feel better, but I say, <laughs> I was saying that to God in the morning before I came to church, and, um, and God was like, just, you know, he was just, didn't say a lot back to me, but I, I, I knew God was like, you know, kind of, Rohan, just grow up. Uh, but, so I stood there in the morning, and um, we were just about to start the meeting, and someone came up to me, Dung, and he, he came up to me, and he shook my hand, he grabbed my hand, shook my hand, and he said, do you know what? I just want to say, I just want to thank you for all that you do as a pastor, and I really appreciate what you do. It can't be an easy task that you do, but I want to just say we appreciate you and thank you. And he just said, took, you know, 20 seconds, and then he just went and sat down. And it was like, Lord, you hear me. <laughs> and it's also when things like that happen, so, something so simple, but it really meant a lot to me. Thank you, by the way. So let's give him a round of applause back there. Thank you. <laughs> something so simple... But God can use people to speak into your life like that. And it it meant a lot because I was like, Lord, yeah, you you hear and you answer. And within like a couple of hours, you've answered my, you know, you've maybe corrected me. But God, it was God loving me through someone else. Um, How long we got left? Okay, we'll have to come back to some of these in other week, in, um, next week maybe, if we've got time. But all of those things that I've shared, and, and there's dreams that you can have from God. I've had dreams, and, you know, God showed me things about people in dreams, and I've gone up to the person after and said, you know, I just saw this in a dream. Did this happen to you, or is this something that's happening in your life? And they're like, yeah, that's, 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 that's exactly what's happening. And, you know, I just explain to them, you know, just give them a bit of wisdom as to, as to how to handle those situations and things like that. And I, I'm not going to go into specifics. There's, there's pictures you get from God where he shows you pictures. Maybe as you're praying, you ask God for a picture. Many of you have maybe done that before and you get pictures for other people. And I, I've shared before where I've, I, when I was a student at, at university, I was, I was really quite radical and I, just, I would just go up to random students and just sit down with them and say, do you know what, I just feel like God wants to give you a picture. And I'd give people pictures and there'd be just accurate pictures for their lives. And I remember I went through a time where I, I used to give taxi drivers 
because I didn't have a car and I used to take taxis. I used to give taxi drivers pictures uh, from God. I just be like, and there was one particular, there's a couple particular ones. There was one particular guy um, who I, just, I was just in the taxi with and I just said, you know what, I feel like God wants to give you something. Just give me a moment. I'm just going to hear from God and give you a picture that I feel God's given you. And I just said to this taxi driver, and he was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. yeah, if you want to give me, yeah, go on, go for it. And I said, I just see like loads of paperwork. I just see loads of paperwork and, and just things that, I don't know, just lots of papers all over the place and you're doing stuff with paperwork. And, he, and I said, does that mean anything to you? And he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, that means a lot to me. I've, I'm doing, I'm trying to do the tax work for my car or something like that and I've got mountains of paper everywhere and I'm confused about it I don't know how to do it and I'm just stressed about it and I was like yeah I just yeah so that was God showing you something showing me something for you and then I prayed for him and then I witnessed to him as well told him about Jesus um, there was another guy another taxi driver that I gave a word to and I can't remember the exact word I gave to him but I just I remember I remember giving him something from God and then we got into an in-depth conversation and he dropped me home and we must have sat in the taxi for over an hour. I think it was like, I actually remember, I'm sure it was like a couple of hours. We were sat there in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was like, it must, I think it got to like one o'clock at night. We were just sat in this taxi and I was witnessing to him and I was praying for him and he was telling me stories about his life and things that he's got into and I was telling him how to, you know, come to God and gave him the whole gospel, prayed for him. Um, we had an amazing time with God and it's the presence of God was in the car. And, you know, we all have those abilities to hear from God for other people. And what I, all of these things that I'm sharing with you this morning, in, in the way I want us to respond to them is that whenever someone gives a testimony about how they've experienced God, it means we can all have that same experience with God. God is, it says he's... Um, an Old Testament, uh, King James kind of translation. He's irrespective of person. So that means he doesn't care who you are, how old you are, what you've done, what you haven't done. He will, if you desire to have the same things that someone else has, has experienced, he will give them to you. Sometimes there's a bit of a journey you've got to go on, a process you've got to go through to get there. Sometimes it takes a bit of perseverance and keep on pressing into God for things, but he will give you the same things that other people have had. Um, that's just how God operates. And a lot of my things that I've had, I've had, I've had visions for people and all sorts of things. It's been because I've seen other people have them and I've been like, God, I've got to have that. I want to see visions for people. Why can't I see visions for people? And, and then God will give me visions. Sometimes it took a while. Sometimes I had to go to other people and investigate it and re research about it and read books about it and, you know, press into God for it. But I would have those experiences um, because I desired to, because I wanted to. And God won't say, you can't have that because, you know, that's just for that person. If we want to grow in that certain area, we can, we can see, we can do all things, all things. You can heal the sick. You can see in the spirit. You can, you know, I had a, an experience where I, I believe I went to heaven and I saw heaven and God showed me things in heaven. And it was a, and it was, it was a, kind of like an outer body experience but I'd heard other people had these experiences and I said God I want to go to heaven I want to have an experience of heaven and see what heaven's like and took a while again but eventually I did I actually had this outer body experience where I was in heaven and there was people spoke to me and God showed me things and it was 
it was awesome. I rarely share the story, but again, it's God wants us to experience him. This is a real living relationship with a real God. This is not some sort of just have faith and have blind faith and just believe. God wants us to have experiences, encounters. He wants us to live it, breathe it, breathe him, live him, encounter him, see him work through us and in us, give us experiences that other people have had. It's, it's all available, but it's like God's kind of done his bit and he's like, he's, he's made the first step and it's, he's like, just come. If you, if you want to take something, you want to receive something, you want to experience something, come and receive it, come and take. And often I mentioned um, last week just about the internet and how things on YouTube are out there, things are all over the internet. You can, and, and books as well, there's, there's teaching out there on everything. There's books out there on everything that you can go on YouTube and type in all sorts of things, how to get a word of knowledge from God. Type it into YouTube. You'll get loads of videos come up telling you how to receive a word of knowledge and give a word of knowledge, how to heal people. Videos will come up, people showing you how to do it. You know, we're in an age, that tells me that we're in the end times because so much has been made available to us. It's like the ball is in our court, amen? That's what God's done. He's placed the ball firmly in our court and said, if you want to go out and you want to see a revival take place, go and do it. Go and do it. This is how you do it. Research it. Read about it. Ask me. Pray about it. If These things sometimes do cost us. You have to pay a price to see some of these things. And that's often where we, we don't see them because we, can't, we don't want to pay the price. We don't want to step out of our comfort zone. We don't want to pray, fast, seek God. And we don't see these things take place necessarily. But he's placed the ball in our court. Whatever we want to receive from him, whatever we want to experience from him, I believe it's all available. Just one very last, just very quick story. Um, and this showed you my hunger when I was young, so I was still in university. But in my hunger for some of these things, to experience some of these things, there was a conference that used to take place in Dudley that Anna and I sometimes used to go to. This is before I met Anna, um, but we went to some of the ones once, once we were together. Um, and it was a prophetic conference. And in this conference, it was all about dreams, visions, experiencing God, having encounters, God, all sorts of stuff. And, um, and I, where I was in Stafford, it, may, it took a couple of hours to get to this place. But I was that hungry for God. I was like, right, I'm going to pay the money for this conference. I'm going. I'd go early in the morning. And sometimes it was like a four-day conference. You would literally, you'd go in the morning and start it. And then it wouldn't finish till one, two in the morning. And then you'd have to manage. That's why I ended up speaking to these taxi drivers during that time. Because I remember they dropped me home late at night. And then I'd be back again in the morning. And it cost me, you know, money. It cost a lot of money to get there, get back, pay for the conference. But it was like I was that driven. I was that, I was like, God, I've got, to, I've got to see more. I've got to experience more. I want more. And I would pay the price, you know, financially to go. I'd pay the price. It'd take time to get there and get back and all the rest of it. But I was that hungry. And, and I went to those places and God did things in those meetings that I still carry with me today. I remember one of the things the guy said was that uh, this guy who was doing the conference was that when you come to these meetings, there's an impartation 
that you receive where you receive prophetic things just from being in the conference. And it was true. And there was things I got from God just by being in the conference that after that, um, I continue to experience. And just one very, very, very quick story, because I know we're over time now. But um, I went to one of these conferences and I never, no one had ever given me a prophetic word. So never, at that point in time, I, I was kind of barely into a proper church. And I said, God, I, in this conference, I want to receive a prophetic word from someone. I want someone to give me a word from God for myself. I said that to God. I was like, God, I want this. Um, and it was the first day I went, the first session, in the break of the first session, I sat there on my own, kind of in, on a row of other people. Um, I sat there, and there was a lady sat in front of me. And she turned during the break. So as soon as we broke, and we were kind of just making chit-chat with people you sat around, she, this woman turned around to me and she began to just pro- prophesy into her life. She, I didn't even know, I don't know who she was or what. And she, just, she just said, hi, how are you doing? And then the first thing she said was, you're looking for a girlfriend and God is telling you now is not the time to be looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> and it was a spot on word. It was something that it was on my mind, on my heart. And it, it just, the first thing she said to me was that. And then she went on to give me all sorts of things. Um, she spoke to me about being a Levite, which that was many years, you know, I'm pastoring church, that's the kind of same call as being a Levite. She says, I see Levi over you and the Levite over you and the, the things of God over you, you're going to be carrying the things of God. And she, she went on to give me all sorts of things, people I would meet, this, that, the other, can barely remember some of them. But again, it was, Lord, I want a prophetic word. I went to a conference, the woman turns around and directly says and begins to just release stuff to me. So the way I want us to respond this morning is by faith that anything I've experienced, you can experience. And I just want to release faith to desire the things of God, faith to believe God for the things of God, faith to have perseverance in persevering and pressing into God for the things of God. You know, I know some of you were out um, yesterday in Corley Town Centre and we heard that some people got saved and you know, you guys were doing some awesome stuff, you know, just witnessing to people on the streets and stuff like that, praying for people on the streets. And, and that, again, is something, you know, if we want to see God do more in that. Have you ever noticed with God, there's always different degrees and different levels. So we can start going out on the streets and we can start having little conversations with people. But then you can, it can turn into healing. It can turn into miracles. It can turn into signs and wonders and salvations, which I know some of you guys have seen already. But it starts small, doesn't it? And these things develop, they grow. The more we use them, the more we're obedient, they grow. Prophetic things, you get a small word, a small picture for someone, then that can grow into telling them, you know, where they live, what their second name is, you know, what God's going to do with them tomorrow. People can get to different degrees where you, but again, it's it's about using the gifts of God, desiring the gifts of God. What does Paul, Paul said in, in Corinthians about spirit, desire spiritual gifts? He actually encouraged us to desire spiritual gifts, to desire to prophesy. So I'm just going to pray over you and we'll finish there. Father God, I just thank you this morning for all that you've just released through me right now, Father. And I pray that it would be wetting people's appetites and the releasing a hunger and a thirst for you and for the things of your kingdom and the things of God. Father, what else have we got in this life to live for if we're not 
desiring the things of your spirit, desiring the things of God, desiring to live as you lived. Lord, you walked on water. I want to walk on water. Father, you, you multiply the food. I want to multiply the food. You heal people's blindness and deafness and you, you, you release delivered people from, from spirits. Father, I want to do that. Father, you, you did amazing miracles and signs and wonders while you were here on earth. And it says in your word that we can do even greater than you did. Father, I want to do that. And I pray for everyone here that you'd give them a heart and a desire and a spirit to desire you and to, to grab hold of you in a way where they see those things take place in their lives for your glory, not for their glory, not for my glory, for your glory, Lord, to extend your kingdom. Father, I just thank you. You release faith right now for us, Lord God. You release a heart to go after you and to go after the things of God. Father, we don't want to be passive, lukewarm Christians that just sit back and come on a Sunday and disappear. Father God, Lord, we want to be kingdom builders like we spoke over Louis. People that build your kingdom, build your church, extend the bounds of your kingdom, reach out to other people, see your power released. Father, give us a heart to pay the price to see those things as well, where we need to pay a price. Some of those things come easy. Some of those things take time. But Lord, let us persevere with you. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.